Well, we are currently in a series called Good News. Good News. See, with all of the bad news that we are constantly bombarded with, I wanted to balance it out with some good news. And the good news that I have to share with you today is we have help. Say, we have help. Now, hear me, I'm not saying that there's not any bad news. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not suggesting that we stick our heads in the sand and, you know, ignore what's going on all around us or just pretend that everything is wonderful when it is not. What I am saying is we have help. In the midst of the bad news, there's good news. And the good news is, is that is that we do not have to face the bad news alone. See, see, no matter what the bad news is, we have help. We have company. We have a support system. And our support system is absolutely amazing. So let's talk about our support system this morning. Let me say, first of all, we have, we have help from the Savior, from the Savior. John three sixteen, the golden text of the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son that whoever would believe upon him would not have to perish but could have eternal life. May we never grow tired of this verse. May we never take Jesus for granted. I have some good news for us today, and that is we have a Savior to help us. Let me remind us of two things that he does for us. First of all, he has provided salvation for us. Jesus, the Savior, has provided salvation for us. John chapter 14 and verse number 6, Jesus said, I am the way. Did he say, I am a way? One of many ways? Take your pick. No, no. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes unto the Father unless they come through me. And then in Acts chapter 4 and verse number 12, it says, there is salvation in no one else. Say no one else. Yeah, there's salvation in no one else. God has given no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Jesus and Jesus alone is our Savior. He has helped us by providing salvation. Oh, listen, some more good news is, and that is his help is not limited to our salvation. He also petitions the Father. Yeah, he petitions the Father for us. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8 and verse number 34, Paul writes that Jesus sits at the right hand of the Father interceding on our behalf. Isn't that awesome? See, when bad things happen to us, when we are struggling in difficult times, when we are absolutely stressed to the max, Jesus helps us by praying to the Heavenly Father for the help of the Heavenly Father for us and for our situation. So the good news is this morning we have help. The good news is we have a Savior. We have a Savior who provides salvation and who petitions the Father for us. Let me say this this morning. Our help is not limited to the Savior. It also includes the Scriptures. The Scriptures. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, Paul writes, and Paul says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful. It is what? 
Yeah, all scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong. It teaches us to do what is right. God uses it, he says, to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So the scriptures are an incredible help to us. Listen, the scriptures contain the answer to every question. If you have a question this morning, I promise you that, that, that it is addressed in scripture. Scripture has an answer to every question. Let me say this about the scripture this morning. They are packed with inspiration, packed with inspiration. Romans chapter 15 verse four says, the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled. But here's the problem. The problem is too many saints live without one of the greatest resources for both information and inspiration that God has given to us and made available to us, which is the Holy Scriptures. Now, now they claim that they don't have time to read their Bible. And yet they have time for television. They have time for movies. They have time for sports. They have time for social media. Now listen this morning, I'm not trying to guilt you today. I'm trying to encourage you to seek help and to seek help where help can be found. And listen, it is not by talking to Bubba on your break. That's not where you're going to find your help. And it's not by searching for it on the web. Your source for help is the scriptures. They are packed, literally packed with inspiration. The Bible tells us, oh, we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. Scripture tells us greater is he that is within us than he that is within the world. Scripture tells us that God always leads us into triumph through Christ Jesus. Scriptures tell us all that if we only had faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed that we could move a mountain. The good news this morning is this, we have help. We have help. The scriptures have been given to us to help us. They're packed with inspiration. But not only are they packed with inspiration, but listen, they are practical with information. Practical with information. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 7 that I read just a moment ago, it says that scriptures are useful. They're useful. See, not only useful for inspirational purposes, but useful for informational purposes. I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that, 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 that the word of God is practical. I'm so thankful for the practical information contained in the scripture. See, the scriptures just literally tell us how to do life, right? Aren't you glad that the scripture just doesn't just tell us, you know, how to go to heaven and how to stay out of hell. And I'm so grateful and thankful that, that it absolutely does. But the scripture literally teaches us and tells us how to do life. It tells us how to be godly parents. It teaches us how to have a, have a good marriage and it teaches us how to handle our finances. 
It teaches us how to be a good employee. It teaches us how to be a good employer. It, it teaches us how to run a business. You, you name it and the scriptures speak of it, whether directly or indirectly or through principles, but you will find and discover if you will read the word and study the word, you will discover how to do life and to have life in abundance that Jesus talked about. So the good news this morning is this, and that is we have help. The scriptures are an incredible help to us, but, but, but not if we don't read them, not if we don't study them, not if we don't come to church to hear the pastor and other teachers and preachers explain the word and expound on the word. Oh, the good news this morning is this, and that is we do not have to bumble and stumble along on our journey. We don't have to face the bad news alone. We have help. We have the Savior, and we have the Scriptures, and hey, we have the Spirit. We have the Spirit. Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Jesus said, and now I will send the Holy Spirit, just as my Father promised But stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven. See, before Jesus left this earth to go back to heaven, before leaving, he gave a promise. What did he promise? He promised help. He promised help, the help of the Holy Spirit. The good news is we have help. We don't have to walk our spiritual journey alone. We have help. We have God's help. God's very presence revealed through the Holy Spirit. I want to say two things about the Holy Spirit this morning. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. John 16 and 13, Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth comes, speaking about the Holy Spirit, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Who will? It will? No, he will. The Holy Spirit is a person, not an it. The Holy Spirit is a he, not an it. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Not three gods. We don't believe in three gods. We believe in one God, not three gods, one God, one God, but one God made up of three persons, three persons, one God, three persons making one God. Are you following? One God made up of three persons, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is as much a person as Jesus is, as the Heavenly Father is. Don't forget about the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit has been given to, given to us to help us. In fact, listen, this is good. In fact, Jesus actually called the Holy Spirit the helper. The helper. Jesus said in John 14 and 16, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Another helper. Jesus said, in case they were, you know, didn't understand, he wanted to be abundantly clear. So Jesus said, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper. Who is, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit. 
Think of it this way. You probably haven't. Think of it this way. Jesus is in heaven helping us, interceding to the Father on our behalf. He sits on the Father's right hand. Where is Jesus right now? He's in heaven. He's in heaven sitting at the right hand of the Father. So Jesus is in heaven right now helping us, interceding, praying on our behalf to the heavenly Father. Well, the Holy Spirit is on earth. Helping us, anointing us, enabling us, empowering us. Listen, I never step out of my office on Sunday morning and come and face you (laughs) without, first of all, asking the Holy Spirit to come with me. And I say, Holy Spirit, if you don't come with me, I'm not going. So I'm not here today by myself. I'm not here speaking on my own this morning. I'm here this morning in an anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. He is with me today, helping me. And I pray the Lord, help me. I pray the Holy Spirit to help me minister, help me have compassion, help me say what needs to be said, help me not say what I want to say that I shouldn't say. Hello? If you ever see me pause, it's not because I'm wondering what I'm going to say. It's because I'm trying to talk myself out of saying something. (laughs) Hello? Yeah. I come out here with a plan, but, 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 but to be sensitive to times when the Holy Spirit needs to alter that plan. So the Holy Spirit is a person, and as a person, he wants to have a relationship with you. So I want to encourage you, when you pray, don't just talk to the Father, and don't just talk to the Son, but also talk to the Holy Spirit as well. I never pray my extended prayer time without acknowledging the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, he's, he's our helper, and he wants to be our friend. Two things about the Holy Spirit. Number one, he's a person, not an it. Number two, he's a powerful partner. Powerful partner. Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8, Jesus said to the disciples, you will receive power after, say after. You will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. See, I don't want you to be, uh, I don't want you to misunderstand. Everyone receives the Holy Spirit at the moment of their salvation. But there is another experience available to the saints after their salvation experience. We call it the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And this experience is an endowment or infusion of power. And all of us need this experience with the Holy Spirit. The disciples had this experience on the day of Pentecost. How many know they had been walking with the Lord for over three years? How many know they knew Jesus, right? They knew Jesus. And yet, and yet, even though they walked with Jesus for three and a half years, yet when Jesus left them and went back to the Father, Jesus sent the Holy Spirit down to them. And they had another experience what we call the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And this experience, again, is an endowment or infusion of 
power. Uh, Acts 2 and 4, it records this. It says about the disciples and others that were in that upper room, 120 in all. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. If you read the book of Acts, you will see a great transformation that took place in the lives of the disciples after they were filled or after they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Think about Peter. Think about Peter. Before Acts 2-4, before the upper room, before this infusion of power, before this baptism of the Spirit, before this experience, Peter, all he could do was talk the talk. And man, he was a big talker. He was a big talker. And all he could do was talk the talk. But after his upper room experience, after his Confusion and endowment of power on the day of Pentecost. After this experience, not only could he talk the talk, but now he had the power to walk the walk. And I want to tell you that there's a lot of people that are able to talk the talk, but they're not able to walk the walk. I believe one of the reasons is, is that you, uh, you need another experience in the Holy Spirit. You need an upper room experience yourself. You need an infusion and empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And it's available to every born again child of God. I'm preaching some good news to you today. And the good news is we have help. In fact, in fact, listen, listen, we don't just have help. We have the helper. The helper, the Holy Spirit, and he is a powerful partner. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can endure or we can conquer any and all of the bad news that comes our way. We will either endure it or we will conquer it based on God's perfect will for us for that particular circumstance. But either way, the bad news cannot defeat us. Well, somebody give the Lord some praise in this house this morning. Amen. Yeah, we're talking about the good news. And the good news is we have help. We have help from the Savior. We have help from the Scriptures. We have help from the Spirit. And hey, we even have help from the saints. Yeah, Galatians chapter 2, verses 2, Galatians chapter 6, verses 2 and 3 says to share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. And it goes on to say, if you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. And I love the next phrase that Paul writes. He says, you are not that important. You are not that important. We're talking about the good news this morning. And the good news is even when the bad news comes, we do not have to face it alone. We have the help. We have the Savior. We have the Scriptures. We have the Spirit. But we also, we also have the saints. We have each other. And here's the deal. Here's the deal. The Savior and the Spirit are invisible to us right now. And the Scriptures require faith on our part. Sometimes we need something tangible, right? Sometimes we need something tangible. Sometimes uh, we need something that we can see with our eyes and touch with our hands. We need something physical. I love the story. I've told it many times, but I love the story of the little boy who became very frightened in the middle of the night in an intense thunderstorm. He comes into his mom and dad's room, weeping, crying in hysteria. And he asks his mom and his dad if he could crawl in bed with them and spend the rest of the night 
in their bed. And the father says to the son, says, oh, son, son, it's just a thunderstorm. Says, son, go on back into your own bedroom. Get in your own bed. Son, Jesus, Jesus will be in there with you. And the little boy looks at his father with tears in his eyes, and he says, but dad, right now, I need someone with skin on. Can you relate? Can you relate to this little boy? I can. I can. Sometimes I need somebody with skin on. Somebody, sometimes I need somebody I can see and somebody that I can, that I can touch. Let me merely mention two things about the saints this morning. First of all, they're a pattern for us. A, they are a pattern for us. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse number one, Paul says, he says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. See, everyone should have a mentor and everyone should be a mentor. All of us should have someone we can reach out to for help and be a person someone can reach out to for help. All of us need somebody ahead of us, somebody that's already walked where we have never walked to, somebody ahead of us that we can reach out to and they can help pull us up. But we also need someone behind us, oh, that's coming along behind us and we are somewhere where they've never been and we can reach back to them and help pull them up to where we are. Oh, I remember how important my early ministry mentors were to me when I was a rookie pastor. Well, today I have several spiritual sons who reach out to me. But not only are the saints a pattern for us, but they're also a part of our purpose. Yeah, they are a part of our purpose. See, understand this. Our purpose can more rightly be found in people rather than places and positions. And too often when people are trying to find their life's purpose, they're looking for a place or they're looking for a position. But our purpose can more rightly be found in people rather than places and positions. Now, places and positions figure into our purpose, but people are our main purpose. And the people that are already in our lives, most likely, our family, our friends, our coworkers. Paul writes in Galatians chapter 2, verse 7 and 8, God gave me the responsibility of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles, and he gave Peter the responsibility of preaching to the Jews. So, so, so Paul's life purpose, his people, his people were the Gentiles. Peter's people were the Jew. Listen, God has placed specific people in our lives. Listen, the people that are in our lives right now, they're not there by chance or happenstance. They have divinely been placed there in our lives to be our help and some for us to help. Amen? Are you still with me? These people are a part of our purpose. What are you doing with the people God has divinely planted in your life? Are you helping them? Or are you hindering them? The good news about the bad news is we have help with the bad news. Are we recognizing the help God has sent us? I love the old story about the town that flooded. And the pastor was at the church when the town flooded. And so as the water began to rise, he stood up on the chairs in the church. But the water continued to rise. And 
someone came by the church in a, in a boat and they yelled to the pastor, get in the boat and we'll help you. He said, I'm praying for God to save me. He found something else a little higher and got on as the water continued to rise. Another boat comes by and says, preacher, get in the boat. We'll help you. He says, I'm praying for God to help me. The water continued to rise. Finally, finally, he got up on top of the roof, on top of the roof of the church, and a helicopter came, and a rope was pulled down to him, and, and, and the men in the helicopter said, hey, preacher, grab a hold of the rope. He said, I'm praying for God to help me. Well, you know the story. The preacher drowned. And the preacher drowned and he wound up in heaven and he looked for St. Peter and St. Peter was in his office and he went to see Peter in his office and he said, hey, hey, what's up, man? What's up? I'm, I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. And I cried out to God for help and God didn't help me. What's up with that? Peter said, well, let me see. What's your name? He told him his name. He said, well, let me look in your file. He looked in his file and he said, man, said, we sent you two boats and a helicopter. What else did you want? So often we ask God to help us when God has already sent us help. I said, God has already sent us help. Amen. Amen. He sent us the scripture. The help that you need this morning is in the scriptures. He's, he, he sent us help. He sent Jesus to die on the cross. He sent Jesus to be our savior. Oh, the Lord has already given us help. He's given us the spirit. Oh, the Holy Spirit to endue us with power. Oh, he's already helped us. He's given us brothers and sisters in, uh, in Christ to walk with us through our heartache and our trouble. He's sent saints to, to be there beside us. He's already helped us. What are we doing? What are we doing with the help that the Lord has already sent? The good news is this morning we have help. What are we doing with the help God has already sent us? Father, I thank you for your infallible, life-changing, life-altering, miracle-working word. God, I just pray today, Lord, that your word will not return void, but it will produce, Lord, what you intend for it to produce today. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.